committed to taking care of everyone and everything in your life? Do you sometimes wonder when it's going to be your turn? Are you ready to find love, joy, and purpose on your own terms? Are you ready to put your happiness first? My name's Heidi Esther, a joyful purpose mentor and Midwestern mama who's been there. I guide curious souls like you to embark on a journey to find what self-love and a joyful purpose look like for you. Are you ready for the adventure of a lifetime? Then the Joyfully Ever After community is here for you. You'll find encouraging support, relatable stories, empowering conversations, and playful self-reflections. All the tools you need to find your Joyfully Ever After. Because, let's be honest, life's too short to drive around whining dogs and crappy feelings. All right, here's the show. Hello, beautiful. How are you? And how are you taking care of yourself today? I'm Heidi Esther, speaker, author, a mentor, and here with you today to share a little story, just kind of like a catch up, and uh, three people who can really uh, support you and make your life. So I am here. The overarching mission for me, for you, is to help you get rid of all of that crap and help you get the tools to deal with all of life's stuff, the guilt and the people-pleasing and the regret and the overwhelm and the stress and what to deal with life just kind of like throws you all that sucky shit and be able to clear that away and understand what you need to do so that you can walk towards a more joyful life and a life that has more meaning and purpose for you. So if you resonate with this and you're ready to go on all that kind of journey to shed all that stuff and to let in all the good stuff, um, yeah, let me know. So I always start out with this one question. So how are you and how are you taking care of yourself today? Today, I kind of woke up and I'm not going to lie. I was like, kind of like a hot mess. I've been like a hot mess kind of lately. Just um, not, not, it's not been pretty sometimes to go towards what you want takes a lot of shedding of things. And so, but I've had some great conversations with some great friends and I know the steps that I need to do to go forward and my, I think it's my ego. My ego is saying that all that stuff is stupid and I need to do it another way. So I don't know if you've ever had that when like, you're like, oh, I know I have to do like this and this and this to like, you know, get a new job or grow my business or like to show up, you know, different in my kid's life. and then. You hear this voice on the inside saying like, oh my God, that's so dumb. That's stupid. Why do you got to do that? You should just like skip to the end where you, you know, get all the prizes and the good stuff. So it's kind of a long journey. And one of the things that will really help you out 
I know I'm not talking about this today is patience. So I, people like my family calls me mother Teresa, but I still, sorry, I got to adjust this. Um, I still have some work to do on uh, being patient and letting my life kind of, I don't know, letting flow into my life and letting my life uh, guide me where I need to be. So today after this phone call, I am making myself uh, taking care of myself by making myself a nice breakfast. I'm going to have like roasted sweet potatoes with like spinach and avocado and egg and feta cheese and all that good stuff. I know it's kind of like fancy, but I do it all in pieces. So it's not like overwhelming, like in the kitchen all the time in the morning during the weekday, which is like really hard. So today we are going to have a little story time. So uh, I do have a lot of this like shedding energy. And so this is the story that came out. Um, But then we are going to talk about Harry Potter to kind of lighten things up a bit uh, afterwards. So, all right, I am going to pull up all my notes on the story. Okay. This story is titled The Master Key That Opens the Door to Your Brilliance. And just to let you know, it is a also a deleted scene from the start of my book for crying out loud. So this was a scene that got cut. Um, I still think it's important though, because how many times, how many times do we fall down before we start walking? I don't know. Hundreds, thousands. Anyway. I sat there on the carpet in the toy room, rolling around a small pink playground ball with my slippered foot. I roll almost to the edge and then bring it back. I'm sitting with my back leaning on the wall of our open two-step landing, kind of like two steps and then, you know, there's there's the stairs with a perfect vantage point on the toddler's. The story takes place in 2008. My two-year-old daughter is opposite me, in the corner next to the window, playing with a new friend. They are quiet, busy with little Christmas window gummy stickers. There's like Santa and Rudolph and his sleigh and presents and all that kind of good stuff. My older son and his new friend... They're in the living room. I can't quite see them. But they took over the living room with two giant bags full of cardboard bricks. Every couple minutes, I hear a thud, the sound of the bricks hitting the floor, and a rousing round of clapping and jingling of plastic sleigh bells. The real ones are on the door, and they cannot jingle those because they are loud. Mission accomplished. I think to myself, successful play date. My heart should be happy and proud, right? Nope. I tell you, I got the sweats of Rocky Balboa. No towel in sight. Contrary to my insides, I look across the room and smile my best towards somebody new. The mom of the other toddlers. The smile makes me kind of feel like the whole lipstick on a pig situation because you got to fake it till you make it, right? 
I just say it. I yell at myself. Okay. So I put on my best mommy voice. Hey, who wants to watch the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse with carrots, raisins, and peanut butter? I look at my daughter, a gummy candy cane dropping from her sprite-like hands, and her eyes light up. My son and his friend bound in the room and jump up and down. Yay! A collective cheer comes from the toddlers. Five minutes later, I have the kids settled with the healthy snack and my newest DVD of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. The other mom and I settle back into the toy room. I lean against the wall and put the small pink playground ball back under my foot. It's now or never, Heidi. So how are things with you? I start my heart in my throat. Yes, this is the first time I've invited this person over. I do know her, though. Oh, we're fine. You know, the usual kids, Christmas, mayhem. She states, but she doesn't really look up. She sits next to the window, straightening up all the gummy window clings that our daughters were playing with. I hear you, I say. I'm pretty tired myself, but I've been feeling kind of like a weird lately. All right, Heidi, I'm almost there. The other mom stops fixing the window clings and actually looks at me. Oh, weird. Like how are you sick? She asks. Okay, Heidi, now's your chance. I take the ball into my hands and try to channel my inner confident Dora. Dora's on the playground ball. No, I I feel fine. Just like maybe not super happy with my marriage or something. I don't know. Maybe confused. Maybe, maybe I'm just tired. The words race out of my mouth like horses at the Kentucky Derby. My whole body waits tense. Oh my God. Did I just talk about my husband behind his back? I hate when people do that. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Maybe I'll feel better about this whole thing soon. I squeeze the ball like my life depends on it. I look up with one eye. My friend looks like she's been slapped in the face. Then, as casual as an elf restocking toys in January, she goes back to the window clings and states, I'm sure with your faith in God, you and your husband will figure it out. Yeah, I guess you're right, I say and nod my head. Though I feel like I just got sucker punched in the gut. Needless to say, she did not come over again. However, a few months later, I met my friend, Mary. Then I met Kevin and I started talking with him. He's my pastor. Then Stacy. And a new world of possibility and hope and happiness unfolded. So if you want to know more about Mary and Kevin and Stacy, you can catch the whole scoop in my book for crying out loud. All right. That is a mass story. Okay. So the step stool of support. We all need people. I like to say we're all made with, a mouth and ears, so we're made to listen and to share. While it didn't work out with my friend, I knew inside that I needed 
I needed to talk. I needed to tell somebody something. I needed to figure something out. I couldn't just stay like that and be okay. Something had, something had to change. And I needed, like I needed other, I needed support in some way. And my whole body just kept saying, you know, I kind of kept putting myself in situations where I'd meet new people. And finally, I met my friends, Kevin and Mary and Stacy. Who are these kinds of people? Well, I want to talk about, there's three different kinds of people. And some people can honestly fulfill more than one of these roles in your life that you really need to feel not just heard and understood, but to see yourself not, not as you were, not, or not stuck anywhere. And, and cause some, honestly, let's, let's face it. Some people, they reinforce those beliefs that keep us stuck and that keep us not seeing the real truth. Like I know a lot of people go through really hard divorces. I went through a really hard divorce and I had people in my life who were willing to sit down and just like bad talk and shit talk about who, um, who was going to be my ex. But that wasn't, that wasn't helpful. And I ended up moving away from those people because that kind of energy keeps you in the same spot. And honestly, if you keep talking about people in a negative way, then you're going to still be attached to them. Like in, in some angry way, I could have just kept my ang- like horrible, angry side of me, like in a horrible relationship with my ex, even after I was divorced. So these three people that offer these three different kinds of support are so key to just being able to feel seen and feel heard and also see what's possible for you. Not just feel great now, but know that that other magnificence of you is out there because let's be honest, people see our potential a lot sooner than we see it ourselves. And people believe in us a lot sooner than we believe in ourselves. I think it's just sometimes how we were, uh, how we were programmed to just focus on the other, focus on making sure everyone else is okay, making sure everyone else is taken care of. And that also has to do with being able to see other people and their potential and believe in them before you can do that for yourself. So I want to talk about Harry Potter. So he had many magnificent hero's journeys throughout um, his his, um, fantasy life, his life. He had, and I'm going to go, so the three different kinds of support are called cheerleader, the sleuth, and the joy opener. So cheerleaders are people in our lives who love us and nurture us and see us as we are. That there's nothing wrong with us now. That we're not, they see we're not broken. They see we are lovable. They see we are worthy of 
of living a, a great, happy, fulfilling life. These are people who just accept us as we are. And sometimes we need that support of people who see us as we are right now. And um, so Harry Potter, he had Ron who unconditionally supported him. Well, except for when he went through the whole like, you know, teenage hormone grumpy situation. Uh, we all have our, we all have our moments. Um, but his best friend, Ron, like unequivocally supported him no matter what. And also Hagrid. Hagrid was this like giant, crazy groundskeeper guy. And he just like loved the three main characters absolutely to death. So Hagrid was one of Harry Potter's cheerleaders. And yes, it's totally cool to have more than one of these people in your life. So the next um, kind of people that you need is people who can start to like give you different perspectives on things. This is who I called sleuth. So Harry Potter also had quite a few sleuths in his life too. And I mean, come on for his big of a journey is that he, that he was going through, you know, he needed a lot of different perspectives. So the first one obviously is Hermione. She, um, I mean, she does support him like a cheerleader, but she sees the, she sees different different ways than he does. And she has a lot more book smarts. And so she offers this other perspective of more book learning. And Harry is more like kind of go off the cuff on the bravery. But she can uh, have backup, you know, really solid solutions. Um, also, someone that gives him different perspective is Dumbledore. So Dumbledore will... Um, kind of give him like little snippets of clues, kind of like a, a Yoda. And he will um, start to figure, figure, he starts to figure things out. Also, Mad-Eye Moody in, um, in the Goblet of Fire, even though he was like an evil dude, he also helped him on that path at that point to uh, get him you know, to where he needed to be. Also Cedric, right? Cedric's like, hey, take the magic egg and go in the bathroom and, you know, check it out in under the water. And so all these people kind of offer their different uh, perspectives. So finding someone in your life that is not just going to like agree with you all the time, that is going to be offering, um, who's a trusted person who can offer you a different perspective. In many parts of my journey, I had a therapist. I've been in uh, 12 step rooms. So, in a 12 step group, so mine was in codependence, but there's lots of different kinds of 12 step groups. Uh, they are safe places where you can listen to other people's journeys and other people's stories. And so that you get to see how people are walking their path, right? You get that different perspective. These people are not at all generally in your life, but you get to see how they're moving forward and understanding themselves and finding happiness in their life. So 12-step rooms are great. Therapists and counselors are great. Um, also having a friend who isn't always like a yes friend is also great to have somebody to offer a different perspective. And I, I think we need to invite these people into our lives in some way um, to, to really bridge, you know, that we have such a crazy 
uh, political and cultural divide right now in this country. And so by inviting people in, in to, to see what their different perspective is, it's going to help you understand what yours is also. And it's going to help you see different ways. And I once had a lunch with someone who was like, she was super hardcore, uh, into hunting and I'm not like I've fired a gun once I think, and it kind of terrified me, but it was really cool to hear how hunting was so fulfilling and it was so helpful for the environment. And so these in their life is called a joy opener. So this is someone who can support you into where you want to be going forward. Even if you want to just like be a mom who has a a solid posse who gets together once a week to 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 talk, you know, it could be that that mom friend that has a bunch of friends and you can go hang out. Um, in my in my book, Mary, she had a big posse of friends, and so once in a while we'd all go out like dancing and stuff, and it was crazy. Um, but that was someone who um, Mary was you know, open the door to me like dancing and hanging out and just not, you know, just having fun. And I didn't even know I needed that at that point, but I did. Um, so Harry had Dumbledore. So Dumbledore took Harry on lots of like a couple different paths that were kind of like, you're like, dude, I can't believe he's bringing a teenager with him. He's crazy. Um, but Dumbledore trusted him. And he's like, I, he saw the path for Harry and that it was going to be hard and it was going to ask him to, you know, take his life in all sorts of difficult situations. But he opened the door for Harry to take that next brave step. And so the cheerleader kind of loves us and believes in us where we're at. And the joy opener sees that potential and connects with us and can open that door. So in a more traditional sense, this could be someone that would introduce you to someone where you would like be invited to apply for a job or to give a presentation about something. And so there are lots of different people who can open the door. Maybe you want to like start hiking and you don't know where to start. So you look for local hiking groups and those people are your joy openers or you want to start a business. And so you look for like a business coach or like a business support group and those people are your joy openers. I am uh, going to be joining like a monthly support group for like startup business people. And those people are, um, I'm going to rely on them for more information and and to be my joy opener into uh, building a solid foundation with my business. So yeah, so those are the three people that kind of form the master key that can open the door to uh, more brilliance because we're made to be here with other people. We got mouths, we got ears. And we're made to to live in connection. So I would love to know uh, what your next goal is and who you have lined up in your life or if you need to make shifts and find new people in your life in terms of the cheerleader, the sleuth, and the joy opener. All right. And if you are interested 
in learning more about the three people who can help you move forward more powerfully in your life and about getting support for making brave steps forward, building a resilient mindset, and understanding more of your feelings landscape. I like to call all of that peeling your onion. There is a course starting soon. Feel free to get more information at HeidiEster.com forward slash peeling your onion. There is even a quiz to see where you are and if you are ready to peel your onion. All right, here are the announcements. Coming live to your pod next week is the next Grow Your Joyful Life Foundational Workshop. We are going to be talking about the steps of what you can do when you hit that proverbial wall, when you get overwhelmed. All right. Wishing you love, light, and laughter. Until next time, I'm Heidi Esther.